Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Razorback Nation, welcome to this episode of the Hog Talk Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, make sure you hit the subscribe button and leave us a review while you're listening on your Apple device. You can also catch us on Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and any popular podcast platform. You can also catch the Hog Talk daily, following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Discord, and our website, thehogpen.net. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Hog Talk. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 30 freaking one of the Hog Talk podcast. Jacob and I were just talking before we went live or before we started recording. That has flown by and it's been a lot of fun. Jacob, sir, how you doing? Man, doing great. Ty, how about you, man? You know, uh, not not great considering my Cardinals laid an egg against the against Washington. <laughs> It was a little embarrassing. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't good. Wasn't good. But hey, at least y'all made it and y'all competed. That, I didn't. I, I didn't. I did not have them. In fact, you know something else we were talking about before we started recording. I, I told you that you know the uh, MLB app at bat app. I had they they did a postseason pick 'em like a tourney pick 'em right uh, playoff bracket, and I had the Cardinals getting swept by the Braves. That that's what's funny about this is like they turn around and then when they they took on the Nats, I thought, Washington's not that great. I mean, yeah, they, they're they okay. They're, I mean, they're decent enough to get to where they're at, and it shouldn't shock anybody that they're playing for the pennant. But, like, the Cardinals, the way, how well they played against Atlanta, for the most part, still inconsistent at the plate. But for the most part, you know, they, they played pretty good ball and advanced. I, I thought they would get past Washington. And I was so wrong that, uh, it, 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 it hurts. It, it got to the core of me. It was embarrassing, man. That was, I don't know. I, it's one of those you, you hear often, like the way that you lose, you would rather just not been in the situation to begin with because of how you lost. And that's exactly kind of how I felt with the Cardinals in that, in that matchup against the Nats to play for the pennant. It was just embarrassing, but uh, it is what it is. Hopefully they make some moves in the offseason, get some hitters, get a little bit. I don't know what they got to do about hitting. They're hitting this season was so wildly inconsistent, but um, it is what it is. So, like I said, episode 31, it's been fun. It's been an absolute blast. Jacob, I wanted to give everybody a real quick update on the Pig Trail Network. Yeah, go ahead. We had we had kind of briefly mentioned this before about maybe renaming the Pig Trail and maybe there are going to be some changes coming. What what I'm going to do with the Pig Trail Network YouTube channel is going to stay there. I'm still here at the Hog Talk Podcast. Nothing with me is is changing. If anything, you're just getting more more of me stretched out so thin and not getting paid a dime for it 
but I'm here and I love doing it. And I love talking with you guys. And I love the hog talk and, and interacting with fans on the live streams on the YouTube channel. So I thought, you know what? I've had, I've had enough people tell me that they really wish that I would format those live streams into podcast form. And that's what I'm going to do. So I will have, uh, I will have the live shows starting this upcoming Monday. I don't have the calendar in front of me, whatever, what the Monday following Halloween. How about that? We'll have that show. And from then on every live show that we do, other than the post-game shows, the post-game shows will not be turned into podcasts, but the Monday and Friday shows will be turned into podcasts. You'll be able to listen to them on iTunes and wherever I can, wherever I can get it to. I'll keep you guys up to date there. But I want to thank everybody for following me everywhere I've gone, whether it was with the pig trailer coming over to the Hog Talk podcast. There's some people who still follow me back when I used to stream on Twitch and be a part of the Digital Fire podcast. So I, I really do appreciate every single one of you. So. That's what's going to change, I guess, or what's going to be added to the to to the roster of things Ty Hudson is doing. So, I've got a I've got a pretty loaded down plate, but I'm really excited about doing it. And um, and there's still a conversation to be had about whether or not I'm going to do a a middle of the week show for the for the for the podcast. But it will be called the Pig Trail Podcast. That's where you can find it, uh, and that should be up and ready for you guys to go that following Tuesday after the live stream. So, let's move on. Arkansas hosting Auburn. Oh my, we're coming off a disappointing loss against Kentucky for the Razorbacks. We can all talk about it. Hunter Yurchek wants to kind of brag a little bit about how all their last three losses have been decided by a touchdown or less. It's funny that he ne- he completely neglected to mention the fact that one of those losses came to a damn near an FCS program in San Jose State. But Arkansas is going to host Auburn. They're uh, Jacob. They're not too bad. Gus Malzahn's Auburn Tigers. They're uh, actually, they're, they're okay, even though they're coming off a close loss to Florida. Um, what are your thoughts here with this game going in? What is this a must, must compete kind of game or is it a, it doesn't really matter because they're ranked and everyone expects you to lose kind of game. Like what, do you, what what's your, how are you gauging this upcoming matchup? What the meaning of it? So last year, the game was pretty close until about the fourth quarter, and Arkansas surrendered two special teams scores. Yep. I don't know if the game will be close. The good thing is it's played at home, but how many fans are going to be there? It's a big, big weekend with uh, visitors and stuff, and I, I think it's a crucial game, Ty. I think it's crucial that, that Arkansas plays close and at least uh, keeps, them, keeps it within maybe 14 points. I... I mean, Arkansas hasn't been blown out in a game this year except the Ole Miss game um, where it was like a 31-17 loss. But that was only by 14 points. So, I mean, you can see the improvement being made, but you can also see that certain players have made regressions. So, I'm not going to say Arkansas is going to compete, but I'm not going to say they're going to lose by 21 or 28 at all either. Hey, even though I picked them last week to win, I'm not picking them to win another game this season, Dad. Give it because I'm tired of being proved wrong. So uh, it, I think you know, with it being a big weekend and and Auburn's starting running back being out, I think Arkansas, if they can stop the run and force Bo Nix into some mistakes, Arkansas can compete in this game. What's interesting is, you know, Auburn they beat. Oregon to start their year off number and at the yeah. time I forgot where they were ranked I think they're they're ranked still in the top 20 uh, but they they beat Oregon it wasn't a convincing win or, or a 
you know, a blowout. You know, they won that one 27 to 21, and then they went on to continue a five-game win streak until they lost against Florida on the road 24 to 13. I said that was close. Maybe to them that's not close. I'm sure to Auburn fans that might as well just been a blowout. But, um, you know, losing by 11 points to, to Florida. But you got to consider, you know, Florida's pretty good. Although I'm going to admit I completely thought Florida were – I thought they were pretenders. I thought Maybe. they were going to get throttled last weekend to LSU, and they they stood ground, man. They stood ground. Yeah, Florida's Florida's looked pretty good. Um, so the line as it is right now, of course, the ESPN Football Power Index has Auburn to no surprise, overwhelmingly favored at ninety three point four percent. Arkansas six point six. Yeah, the line. What's interesting to me is the spread is at nineteen and a half. And I don't know, like this to me is one where I don't, I don't know. I don't think Auburn is, is that fantastic on offense. I just, I know that they're, they're definitely way ahead of Arkansas. Like you said, Arkansas has not been blown out by anybody. And I think you could, you could chalk up a, a, uh, uh, you know, I guess you could chalk up a, a, a 19 point game as being a blowout or a 21 point. Yeah, that's definitely a blowout, but I, I don't know that that happens here. Um, but the line or the, the money line is at plus 900. I don't know what the hell that means. I'm just going to say it because it's here in front of me on the screen. I don't know what that means, the money line. But the over-under is at 55 and a half. Again, the spread is at 19 and a half. Uh, obviously, in favor for the for Auburn. Um, I ask it every week. Do you think Arkansas covers? Yes. Okay. I think they cover. Yeah, Long pause. Well, it's a 19 point. <laughs> it's yeah. 19. So, I mean, they better. I mean, if, if they don't lose a game by 14 points or more, yeah. I mean, 19's, I think, manageable. If they can, if they can, I mean, the plus side is it's at home. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're in, you're in friendly confines, whether or not Arkansas fans will, you know, show up. I mean, you, you just don't know. So I think they, I think they might cover. I, I think I'm going to be real. I think this is the first time all year I've, since I've been asking the question. I think I'm going to take Arkansas to cover. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, we talked about it. Whitlow is out. They're starting running back. This guy's averaging, you know, he's averaging what, five plus yards a carry. Uh, he's looked okay in conference play, 544 yards. I think he's seven. I think it's seven total touchdowns on the year. I'm not sure if he has any receiving touchdowns or not, but he has seven at least rushing. Uh, they don't really stretch the field. You know, they've got Williams, their leading receiver at 21 catches, 308 yards. He does have five touchdowns, which is nice. Um, I think, for the most part, Arkansas's pretty healthy. It's at home. Yeah. I do think fans show up. I don't know how many. I, I, I mean, what I guess what I'm getting at is I think that more fans will show up than, than first expected. I really thought yeah. Arkansas would probably I, – I said – uh, talking to my dad, I said maybe forty thousand. I'm thinking they might actually find a way to get fifty five, fifty five, sixty thousand people. And Fayetteville, yeah. look, if you get a, just a little bit of electricity going in that place, it can be it's, really it hard. It gets loud. Yeah, it gets loud there. And we've had two former Alabama quarterbacks say that that is the most hostile territory they've ever played in. And uh, I think that if you get enough people there, if it's loud enough, I think they cover because of that. I think that the fan factor. You know, uh, first SEC game in Fayetteville. Am I right about that? Is that the first SEC game? Am I crazy? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's it right. Is. We only have two. Yeah, yeah we only have two this season in Fayetteville. <laughs> that's so terrible. Um, when you look at Auburn, here's what's here's what's crazy. Uh, rushing yards allowed per game, 
101 yards per game on the ground. In this day and age, that's that is unbelievable. Everybody gives up like 140. Like everybody, yeah, even the decent or the great SEC or really good SEC defenses are giving up. You know, more than that. I think they've got to be. This has got to be the best run defense in the SEC. Their defensive line. There's no doubt about it. Their defensive line is arguably one of the best in not just the SEC West or just the SEC, but maybe even in the country. These guys give up 18 points a game to Arkansas's 27. They still manage, despite their offense having some some on and off again, some inconsistency there, according to Auburn fans that I've talked to. They're still, get, they're still getting about 420 yards a game, 193 through the air, and, and obviously they're doing everything on the ground with Whitlow and company, but he's not going to be there, so you wonder if they could contain Knicks. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you and I both are pretty skeptical there. What is, with Whitlow out, what do you expect this defense to maybe make a jump in the right direction this week? I, I know everyone's rolling their eyes hearing that, but do you, do you think there's an opportunity here to maybe to at least at least make some effort where we didn't see against Kentucky this week against Auburn in front of a home crowd? I think there could be. I mean, you get a couple of stops early on in the ball game when Cam Martin in running back, and I think Arkansas. I mean, if you start off the game okay with a couple of stops, yeah, I think. I think uh, they might smell blood early. I think they'll be, hey, we can hang with these guys. Yeah, I think so. When you when you look at, at where Auburn is as far as uh, numbers on offense, look, their their passing offense is near the bottom of college football. It's yeah. like a hundred and I think hundred and fifth, hundred and tenth, something like that in passing. Uh, you know, they only average right around thirty three points a game. Mm-hmm. The, the the there's no doubt this team. If you wanted to say they had kryptonite, it would be the inconsistencies that they've they've had on offense. Yeah. Their defense is their strength without a doubt. 18 points a game is absolutely incredible. And I'm going to always mention this day and age because I've, I, I have a – I just have a belief that the game of football is so geared heavily and favorably towards offensive, you know, towards offensive football. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's probably more so ever than in all of the history of, of football, whether it's college or, or, or pros. It's just it's rigged for offenses to succeed, if you want my opinion. So if 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 you're only giving up 18 points a game, that's incredible. Even in this conference where, you know, I do think the SEC's taken a little bit of a step back over the years. They're not what they were five, six, seven years ago, but it's still a tough conference. And so yeah. uh, to have a defense that's as good as theirs, and especially when you consider who they've already played. You know, they've played a ranked Oregon team. They've played a ranked A&M team, uh, and they've played a ranked Florida team, and they're still giving up really good or, – or they have great numbers on defense. So yeah, uh, this is the question that I think – we, it's another one of those that we ask week in and week out. What are they going to do at quarterback this weekend against these guys? Are we going to see more switcheroo? Are we going to see someone step up and be consistent and maybe keep the job through four quarters? Or or do you think it's going to be another just another week, two-headed quarterback situation? Look, you have to stick with a quarterback and roll with him because it's week six and you're about to visit in Texas A&M and, and Kentucky anymore. You're moving into – Alabama, LSU, Auburn this weekend, Mississippi State, Missouri. These are the guys that you have left on the schedule. You better find a guy and stick with them. No more musical chairs at quarterback. 
I mean, I know Nick Starkle hasn't played as great as he, I mean, he had been playing. I mean, or as good as he had been playing. But look, he's still completing 60% of his passes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not been terrible, but I don't think he's been a super upgrade over Ben Hicks, who's come <laughs> in and played admirably uh, in in relief of Starkle the past couple of weeks. You know what's interesting that we've seen every week when they've had a swap at quarterback? The, the guy the that comes in in yeah. the second half, the quarterback that comes in to finish the game looks better. Yeah. Is that not strange? Like, and it doesn't seem to matter who it is, whether it's Starkle coming in for Hicks or vice versa. There's there's a real there's a real belief that now they're going to have to do something with John Stephen Jones and KJ. And you wonder if we see more of this in uh, more of the inconsistencies, the mistakes made by Starkle and Ben Hicks not being able to stretch the field and really limiting the offense. If they shouldn't just go ahead and throw KJ in, that's all local radio has been talking about. That's about all anyone talks about anywhere, whether it's in my live streams on YouTube or on on Twitter or Facebook. And I really think it reminds me so much of the Mitch Mustaine during the the Casey Dick years. Uh, when or a year, sorry, not plural, because obviously Mitch was only here for a year. But you remember the the pressure that was put on Houston Nut to bring in to bring in Mitch Mustaine? Oh, absolutely. I, I was that. at the yeah. USC game when uh, when we turned the ball over like fifteen times, and obviously they they beat the crap out of Arkansas and Fayetteville, and went on and did great things. And Arkansas turned around and found a way to win ten games. Uh, but I can remember the crowd chanting for Mitch to come in. And, the, and I think it, it started like in the third quarter, the second or third quarter. And eventually they did. They put Mitch in. And you kind of wonder if that's not where we're headed with KJ. I don't know. And that was going to be my my question. I can't remember if I've asked you this before. Do you think it would – is it smart? Or when you talk about putting KJ in, what does that – what what does it do for him? Does it get him prepared, getting him – in live action against an SEC opponent, or does it maybe hurt his his chances moving forward? Because at this point, if you play him this week, you, you don't burn his red shirt. He's got four games, so maybe it's a smart thing to do. Well, what is your opinion on bringing KJ in, Jacob? I don't think it would be a bad thing at all. I mean, Casey Dick, I mean, he came in and played as a true freshman as well. And Casey was, I mean, no offense to him, but he wasn't nearly the quarterback that coming out of high school is what K.J. Jefferson was. And, yeah, this is a different time. I mean, this is 14 years later. Casey Dick came in and completed 53 passes for 99 or out of 99, was 53% completion percentage, had seven touchdowns and four picks. That's the – I think if you're going to bring K.J. Jefferson in to play quarterback at any point in this year as a starter – you play him in the last four games. That way, you can still redshirt him. Yeah. And plus, you're you only have I think LSU. You have LSU, Western Kentucky, Missouri, and Mississippi State. Those last four games. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. That's not a bad schedule to you know put him to the fire. I well, mean, the, those are those are three winnable games if you can still consider Arkansas uh, a four or five win team. And you play him at LSU, obviously that would be where his career starts at for Arkansas. I mean, it it didn't hurt too bad the last time Arkansas put out a freshman quarterback the last four games of a season. Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen against Alabama. Yeah, but but the thing was Tyler Wilson ended up coming back and finishing finishing out his career. He did, but I guess the point I'm making is that they did still they put him in, they put him in, you know, they threw his feet yeah. to the fire, and and it didn't it didn't 
hurt his career. And I think I'm one of those who believe that Brandon Allen was a pretty damn good quarterback at Arkansas. I know his, he was leading up to his, his senior year. His numbers were very not modest. Great. They're modest. They're modest. And then his senior year, he goes off. But yet, for whatever reason, he's still one of the most, you know, you mentioned the last name Allen, and people are like, that was the biggest mistake to ever happen at, at Arkansas. And it's like, well, uh, actually, if you look back, he's probably one of the better quarterbacks. Right. You know, his senior season was phenomenal. So you wonder if maybe he, he, he got a learning experience out of that. Maybe that benefited Brandon to go in against Alabama. I guess that's kind of my point with KJ, maybe putting him in against Auburn. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I think you put him in against, uh, against Mississippi state on November 2nd, you know, you've got Mississippi state and Fayetteville just set up perfect. Then you've got Western Kentucky at home again, that's on the ninth. And then you've got on the road against LSU and, and then you're down in Little Rock for the Mizzou game. So you get three chances at home in front of a non-hostile crowd. Well, you know, until you're getting blown out, then <laughs> the crowd might kind of turn on you a little bit. But, you know, you have an opportunity to, you to just get them in. I, I don't know if it been – the thing is, is I guess it depends on where you're at in the year, too. If, if you're still fighting, and they will be because they have two wins, you're still trying to fight. You believe – Chad Morris doesn't buy into the fan rhetoric. Okay, that would be the dumbest thing on earth to do. These players are bought in and believing that week in and week out, they're still competing to make a bowl game. Absolutely. So I, I don't see them doing that. With I don't. I, I kind of hope that, that we at least see some of KJ. I hope we get to see him in four games this year so he doesn't burn his red shirt and so we get an opportunity to see maybe just where he's at as a true freshman. I don't. I don't see them starting KJ, though, because at that point you're still fighting for an opportunity to go to yeah. – to a bowl game. And even though I think you and I are on the same page, I feel like they go three and nine to finish the year off. But um, I, I don't know what starting KJ does for you other than get him on the field experience against, you know, a quality yeah. opponent. But uh, yeah, Auburn this Saturday, 11 a.m. kickoff in Fayetteville. Auburn, as all of you, most of you know, they're two and one in conference. They're five and one, technically third in the SEC West. Somewhere, you obviously, if you're doing a power poll, you've probably got most people have Auburn in the top five behind Alabama and LSU. Believe it or not, you, I mean, other than Florida, over in the East, you've got Mizzou sitting at two and zero in conference play, five and one overall record. Which really, if you look at their their schedule, that shouldn't shouldn't Surprise shock you. you. Yeah, their their schedule's an absolute joke. I mean, uh, their upcoming Mizzou's upcoming matchup at Vanderbilt at Kentucky. But then they got to play Georgia and Florida. But then after that, it's Tennessee and Arkansas. They've got they've got nine and three, eight and four, kind of written on them. But that's going to be your last opponent to close the year out. So uh, I guess I I I don't know if if we're forgetting anything, Jacob. I guess speak now, forever hold your peace, or at least until the next podcast. Do we have anything else we want to talk about, or is that going to wrap it up? You think? I, I think that'll do it. Okay. Uh, you did want to mention earlier before the show about what Hunter Juracek said today. Yeah. I don't think you brought that up about, Hunter, about what he said, his quote about the uh, three wins or three losses. Did I, did I, I can't remember if we recorded that part or not. No, we didn't. No. <laughs> he put out a uh, on, on his, what do you call it? The um, uh, From the Desk of Your AD is, is the name of this little column that he does for ArkansasRazorbacks.com. And in there, he mentions, you know, he kind of brings. He's it's it's obviously mostly about football, and uh, and what or excuse me, basketball rather. But in there, he mentions that that you know Arkansas, 
how nobody's really excited about the three losses. I'm trying to find it verbatim, but I can't find it. Uh, the what he had said, but he had mentioned the the three losses and how they were decided by seven points or less. And it's like why I get as an AD and you're trying to address the fans. Um, you can't come off too negative because then it's like you're not buying into what's going on with Chad Morris, and it's obviously, uh, you know, I guess I guess what I'm saying is he actually probably did exactly what he should do. Here it is. I, I found it. He says in this article, it says, clearly our, our win-loss record at this point in the season is not where anyone would like it to be. A loss is a loss, but I'm encouraged – I am encouraged, he says, that in each of the of our last three games, all decided by one score or less, that the Arkansas or that the Razorbacks had a chance in the later stages of of each to earn a win. I can assure you that no one is more disappointed that we were unable to do that than the young men and the coaching staff who have to put in countless hours in preparation for the season. I that's not what fans are upset about. If anything, if you change who one of those losses, you know, maybe turn that into an SEC opponent, and I'm talking about San Jose State, then that's a different conversation. Like, yeah, we all we agree, Hunter. But the, the the conversation has to be had at some point that you just lost to an embarrassing, a damn near FCS program in San Jose State. That's who one of those three losses are to in front of your home crowd. That's there's no even at a neutral site or on the road, there's no excuse for that. Losing to someone like that. Now I know we can't. I don't want to beat our fans over the head with that because we've we've kind of bitched and moaned about that a lot here about that San Jose State loss. But for I think for Hunter to kind of put that out in neglect to put in something about San Jose State, that's the problem that that people have. Yeah, you know, it's the fact that you lost to San Jose State. Period. That's what people are concerned about. And uh, I, I wanted to point that out really quick. I did tweet it. I put it out on the Twitter. Um, it's not getting a whole lot of traction, but I wanted to mention it here. I, I don't know. I don't know what the right thing for him to do there is. If he should have mentioned San Jose state, maybe I think he probably should have to some extent like, yeah, we lost to San Jose state. That's a gut check, but you know, maybe you could put in, I have belief that we could turn this thing around, you know, the typical kind of AD speech, but I don't know. I kind of felt like he should he should have included San Jose State. That's the thing that we have the the most concern with, not the other losses. It's the San Jose State loss. Right. Yeah, it's definitely disheartening. But I don't have anything to add to that because you already know how I feel. <laughs> yeah, we've we've beat our fans, and, and really the point wasn't to continue griping about the San Jose State loss. It was the fact yeah. that. You know, I, I like and I appreciate that Hunter brought up football, you know, and I guess you know, some have already made the argument on Twitter that he didn't have to. Although I kind of feel like he does. I kind of feel like he's been mostly a little too quiet, all things yeah. considered that's happened. And but for him to at least, you know, give a little hint to the, you know, to to, to what's going on with football, I guess I guess we'll take it. You know, it is what it is. So. All right, well, for episode 31 here on the Hog Talk Podcast, thank you guys so much for tuning in, as always, downloading these episodes. What are we at total downloads, Jacob? Like 11? We, we are 11, at 11,000, yes. Wow. 11,000. So. Mm. Keep that. Keep at it, guys. Absolutely. Spread the word. Spread the word. We appreciate it. Of and course, as always, don't forget to leave the star power behind. Leave us a written review. Anything helps. We really, we really do appreciate it. Go ahead, Jacob. Yeah, I wanted to mention, make sure that you – Tune in during basketball season. We're going to have some blowout coverage of 
men's and women's basketball this season, too. That's all I wanted to say to uh, close out the show as well. So stay tuned to our Facebook, our Twitter, our live shows, our podcasts. They're going to be heavy on basketball, so uh, looking forward to that. Oh, they're doing the unveiling this Sunday, yes. right? Yeah. Yes, they are. Mm. You, you think it's going to be Slobber and Hog? I don't. I don't think it's going to be I don't know what it's going to be. It may be similar to what's on uh, the Barnhill Arena's floor, it looks oh, like. No. That's what I was thinking. If I swear to God, if it's that forward-facing hog, I'm I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I'm going to lose it, man. I hate oh, that forward. What's the name of the Lion King? The Is it Pumbaa or whatever? Yeah. Like, that's what that yeah. is. Let's do away with that. That better not make its way onto the court. I'll be so pissed. You'll be dishonoring be Nolan funny. Richardson's name. <laughs> Anyways, funny. for the Hog Talk Podcast, episode 31, Woo Pig. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you on the next show. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So hear me out. It's free. My father-in-law always says, the only thing better than cheap is free. So take advantage of it. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit from your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the podcast platforms out there. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to know to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.